welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a bunch of salad tossers with way too many board games. I'm Tom and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today we are going to be talking about a game about salads. It's the point, point salad. Well, it's, I mean, ostensibly about salads. It's really about collecting points. Or getting points by collecting by veggies. By making salad? By making the world's worst salads. Um, <laughs> some bad salads. Some All onions. <laughs> You can you can create some pretty heinous salads, I'll tell you what. Uh I don't own this one. Uh Debbie, I think you've got the back of the box. You wanna you wanna hit us with that sure do. sweet, sweet promo material? It is long what? and I am telling you, sit down and get ready. Okay. Point Salad is a fast and fun card drafting game for the whole family. There are over a hundred ways to score points. Players may use a variety of strategies, and every game of point salad is unique. That's it? That's, That's it. it. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's to the point. Yeah. It, it, it is. I mean, it's it's not, it's pretty bang on the money of what the game is getting you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game is, uh, it, it's, uh, it's got a uh, bunch of cards. I don't think it comes with anything else, right? It doesn't, uh, doesn't come with mat- Just cards. mats or anything? No. No. Okay. That's what I thought. We played this on Tabletop Sim and it had mats to help you count everything, which was, you know, not the points, nice. though. It was helping you count how many, like, peppers you had. Um, <laughs> Just for counting your salad, not the points. Yeah. So, That's like, you. it's like half, half, half done. I'll give you it, like, you know, three out of ten for that one. All right, fair. Uh, anyway, so the, uh, the, the what you get in the box is uh, just a shitload of cards. And on the cards, on one side of the cards is veggies. So you got your uh, everybody's favorites. You got uh, carrots. You got your lettuce. You got some tomatoes. You got uh, you got uh, peppers. Uh, you got uh, cabbage. And then you got uh, nasty, nasty onions. And on the reverse <laughs> side of these, uh, these cards, you've got a thing that tells you a, a different way of scoring points. Um, so... When you draft said cards, you uh, you either draft them veggie side up or you draft them points side up. And basically, if you draft something point side up, then that affects you know what kind of things you're going for and how many points you get. So on some of these cards, I'll, I'm just looking at the back of the box here. It's incredibly hard to read, but we'll give it a shot. You got such things as if you have a set of every vegetable or for every set of vegetables. So if you got yourself a tomato and a pepper and a lettuce and an onion and a carrot and a cabbage and a a tomato you uh you you get 12 points for every set of those um there's some that are like you get two points for every carrot there's some that are like for every three cabbages you get seven points and I, i'm judging by the way the back of the box is worded that every single one of these things is going to be different um that's kind of my impression thinking back to our games i don't actually remember coming across anything that was like exactly the same yeah, I don't remember any direct duplicates. I think there was, I mean, there's there's plenty of them that are, for example, this gets you a reasonable amount of points, but then, or like this one vegetable gets you a reasonable amount of points, but then other vegetables get you negative points kind of thing. Yeah, so there's a lot that are like split into three that have like, you know, tomatoes are four points, but you lose two points for every pepper and you lose one point for every onion or something like that. Yeah. So the way the game is actually played is you... Shuffle up your cards, you separate them into three decks of equal size with the point side facing up, and then you make a little market out of each deck. You're going to draw two cards and stick them face up in front of the the individual decks. So you'll have, at the beginning of everyone's turn, uh, you will have six face-up vegetables, and you'll have three face-up 
point cards. On your turn, it's very simple. You can either draft one point card or you can draft two veggie cards. And uh, once you're done drafting the cards, you refill everything. So if there's any empty spaces in the veggie market, you fill it up from the appropriate point stack, point card stack. Um, and if it, if the point card stack's ever empty, I think you just sort of like maneuver the stack so that they're all even kind of thing. But that only happens towards the end of the game. You keep drafting stuff until you run out of cards in the market and... And then pretty much that's it. So you keep going until all the cards are drafted. Um, depending on how many players you have, you will remove some number of cards just to make it so that it's not, I don't know, totally crazy. Um, and to provide, I guess, a little bit of variety. And the only other thing I can think of is that on your turn, as a free action, you can always flip one point card to be a vegetable card, but you can never go the other way around. So uh, there is always the option of you if you picked a dud early on in the game, you can always turn that into the vegetable that is present on the other side. And uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You keep going until you've uh, you've gotten rid of everything, and then you you count up the points, and you're off to the races. Takes you know, 15, 20, half an hour, I think is what it says on the back. Two to six players. So very fast, very simple, brightly colored little cards. Vegetables. Everybody knows what vegetables are. And you can make the world's grossest salad, which is what I did the first time with like, <laughs> I don't know well, I don't know what the percentage was, but it was about 90% onions and about one piece of lettuce leaf just sort of engulfing the entire thing. Yeah, uh, you, you made a, a lettuce wrapped onion and called it a salad. Oh, yeah. Gross. And that sounds lovely. I know I'm mm. I know I'm salivating. Like, ooh boy. Let's wrap the onion. <laughs> Nothing says hey. good times like biting into the side of an onion. <laughs> ooh, baby. Yeah. Not, not even dressing on that thing, I don't think. I don't know. No, no, you no, don't need no it. No dressing, no. No, you don't need it. Raw. You have onion to provide all of your flavor I mean, or something. That's like <laughs> a flavor bomb yeah, right there. Yeah. That's right. Good good for date night too. Oh, yeah. Freshens oh, yeah. the breath up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Bronx heard us talking about eating, regardless of what it is, and he came a running. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if your dog would eat a lettuce wrapped onion, man. Like us. Oof. That's pretty uh, heinous. Probably not. Probably not. It's, no, it's, I don't think so. That's that's actually rough. Just like just <laughs> let's you know just stop for a second and just really let that vision sink in. Like ooh, I don't like that lettuce wrapped onion. I don't Disgusting. like it at all. I mean, I no. I think I managed to chuck a carrot or two in towards the end. Yeah, I, you might have. Yeah, yeah. you That's, did. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, now it's an onion on a carrot stick. Gross. Oh. Yeah, it it was uh it was funny how like the first round like we played this three times I think and the first game was pretty atrocious nobody nobody knew what was going on like everyone oh, was no. just drafting whatever crap I just had a shitload of onions and a carrot holding it all together and uh, <laughs> you know we I think we all scored around 40 points or something and by the yeah. third game best. everyone yeah. had gotten their shit together we were up in like the 90s or something it yep. was pretty it was pretty crazy yeah it's it's pretty funny how the game like once you know you kind of try some pretty random stuff right and then once you kind of get once you get the idea once you're like oh i just have to do it like this and then you know your score starts to go immensely up yeah and, and once you kind of get a idea of what kind of card combinations there are for the point modifiers. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to be edumacated to play this game. Edumacated. Mm, yeah. SMRT. <laughs> In what way do you need to be edumacated? Well, I mean, <laughs> you need to be able to tell the difference between your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
you need to be able to see the difference between the shapes. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, okay. I don't know if that has anything to do with education. You though. need to count. Counting is good. Counting is important. Um, Can confirm. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's about as educated as okay. I think you need it, to be. It does recommend eight and up. <laughs> On the oh. on the one I'm looking at, which is the back of the box here, there was there was one picture on Board Game Geek that said 14 plus. 14 plus seems high oh. for this. Yeah, I don't, this I don't like, think you need to be 14 years old to grasp the concept of this game. Yeah, this is one of those easy breezy family fun kind of intro is, card it, games. It is. It really is. It's something that, and I I think that that's one of the one of the very nice aspects of it is that it is family fun and that it is very approachable and it's not, you know, like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing crazy difficult about it. Like the, I think the learning curve is quite low. And and the pictographs are really nice. Everything is just in this, which I very much appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. I think at one point, Adam, you had commented on the, on the friendliness to being colorblind and we had a pretty good discussion about how, I think they covered that in like, I don't know, five different ways. Well, yeah, I mean, so in <laughs> now, of course, this is on the tabletop simulator version. Now, considering you have the box in front of you, Debbie, um, yes, sir. why don't you do a quick thumb through the cards? Because I was led to believe that I believe the peppers in the actual physical game are yellow. You can confirm. Whereas on the tabletop. Where the tabletop simulator version, the peppers were green and a very close shade of green to the lettuce. Now, again, this is these are these are small gripes, but again, sure. we were talking about colorblind stuff Some and accessibility nice and stuff like that. Cards, by the way, I think I picked something by accident because I thought it was anti-pepper, but it turned out to be anti-lettuce, <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 yeah. Shit. So I guess I'm just kind of curious as to yes. So they are yellow. So the peppers are yellow in the physical game. So we just yes. kind of got we kind of got hit with the bamboozle from tabletop sim. Maybe All whoever right. programmed yes. that tabletop sim just hated yellow peppers. Nothing but green peppers. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, I have this like initial... huge vendetta against yellow peppers. It, it might have also so. been using some prototype files. No, for sure. Yeah, I know. There's, like, there's no. What I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maybe? I mean, because that, like, you know, but but you're right. We we did discuss this, and there are a multitude of ways to be able to tell which is which. Yes. There are. Which I mean, to Adam, it's important. Well, I think accessibility is important. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I it think. Is. I think, like, especially as we. As, you know, we continue, like, I mean, we're in 2020 now, right? As we continue to to get, for, you know, f- further further along in, in the societal age, I suppose, like, you know, making things more accessible is, is nothing but good, I, I guess. Like, make, making it so that the game can be played by as many different folks, regardless of any sort of, you know, oh. like colorblindness, for oh, example. Definitely. I, I agree. And even, I'm like, I'm not colorblind, but when a game uses very similar colors, it even that just annoys the hell out of me. Because when you're looking across the table at a quick glance, and they're using like a very dark shade of blue and a very similar shade <laughs> of purple, and you don't notice it, it's annoying. Uh, but this one with the pictographs and the colors are very different from a non-colorblind perspective, that uh, everything is just super just crisp, like a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Wow, crisp like a salad. That's a good one. 
I think you pulled that out of nowhere on Adam. That I was a think good Adam one. Was, uh, I was, was not expecting, expecting it, no. All right, I'm putting it on no. the board. Okay, Justin <laughs> gets one. All right. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I... I... I was about to say, like, the fact that they almost have... There's almost no text on this makes it also really good, like, almost makes it a really good travel game because you could play it with people who don't, like, share the same, like, writing system as you. But there are, there are a few cards that are, like, even... Like even total, odd total, number of peppers kind of That's thing. True. So it's That's it's true. unfortunate. There's like a few. There's a few cards in there. Like most this or le- least a number mm. of this that kind of yeah. Not they don't t- they don't take it out of contention, but definitely like make that a little bit harder. But I mean, everybody's got a, a cell phone with like Google Translate that'll uh, yeah. figure out all the fucking words for you. So it's probably not a big deal. But yeah. Plus, I mean. There's only about maybe four words you would have to translate, and you could just, you know, draw, draw the symbol in there. Wait, yeah, draw the symbol in there for like greater than, greater than. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, how do you how do you explain the like an even number of peppers gets you this many points? Hold up two peppers mm. and then hold up three peppers. Uh, you know, I don't think that's how that works, but okay. <laughs> that's all, I mean, that was a little bit of a stretch, but again, <laughs> like it's it's not it's still super reasonable. Sure, it is. It is. So there you go. Um, you can take this on with you uh, on vacation, and when you're harassing somebody or hostile, you can like bust this out and teach them how to play it, even though you don't speak the same language. Maybe you, you can. I think this would be a great it's travel a great way game. to learn the names of other vegetables in other languages. <laughs> That's right. A great way to learn the name of other. I vegetables. meant other names of vegetables, and uh, it just came like, on out like the name of vegetables other yeah, languages? in other languages. The name yeah. of vegetables in other languages, but uh, sometimes Tell me the vegetables' secret name. Only I know the pepper's secret name to unlock the flavor. It's the crisp flavor. Oh, so funny. When you speak its true name, the salad is born. That's how you get control of it. <laughs> exactly. Man, Saboya is a really long word, isn't it? It Saboya. is. I, you know, I was a little taken aback. I had no idea what you guys were talking about at first. I was using it to practice my Spanish. Thank you. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. I do not understand how onion turns into Saboya. Saboya uh, I mean, or whatever it is. I don't know, like turns into, I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of making it seem like English came first and I don't know if you want to make that assertion. Which it absolutely did Woo! not. <laughs> Let us look at the etymology of Saboya. Is it a B or a V? B. B. Okay, a Saboya. Yeah, sure. Got it. Well, what are these in, what are these in Dutch? Uh, oh... Cut 15 seconds of <laughs> That's right. Well, no, because I have to really think about that because silence. I don't know that I've... <laughs> yeah, I mean, how's, welcome to how's your, how's your Dutch these days, Debbie? It is not great. Maybe we should find someone who's Dutch. I, I mean... But I'm I'm thinking about it, and it's it's funny because you like you say that, and I'm I'm thinking that should be like the easiest thing in the world to translate. But for whatever reason, vegetables are just... <laughs> Not something I think well, I've really. It's not always something that comes up in normal conversation. I'll tell you, you, <laughs> you, you, ne- you always think that you know more about a language until you realize that you have to order something at Subway and you have no fucking idea what <laughs> anything is called. <laughs> Je m'appelle Justin. 
Uh. Oh my god, that happened to me when I was in Mexico. I was like, "All right, I don't, I don't trust anything around here." Like, I, I just got here. I'm just gonna go to Subway, and I walked in, and I'm like, "I don't know what the word for tomato is." Like, how am I gonna explain to this guy what I want on my sandwich? Like, and I just walked out. And I found some place where it had point and grunt. But there's the thing with Subway though is that there's so many things to point at. There's like you know, there's like 20 trays. I was like, I do not have time for this. So I just went and got chicken. He'll point at the one and then you shake your head yes or no. And then you keep pointing and grunting. Oh, oh man. What a nightmare. (laughs) They'll they'll love you. They'll love you. There's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm sure they will. As the line slowly grows behind you. (laughs) (laughs) This is one random dude who doesn't know Spanish is wandering around Mexico City trying to order a sandwich. Oh, woof. Chicken. Chicken chicken was easier. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. So she st- still hasn't managed to figure out what onion is in Dutch. All right. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I <laughs> I honestly. It's all right. Once I hear it, honest, then I'm, I'm going to feel really stupid for being like, I don't know what that I'm gonna is. I'm going to get like a but 3 a.m. text from you where it's like, it's this. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. This. You are going to not be happy because you asked that question. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. But the Dutch for onion is U-I. Like, just letter U, yeah. letter I? According to Google. U-I? Really? Yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure it is, but... Uh? Oh, man. The wheels are turning now, people. This is dangerous. I'll have to put this in somewhere. Well, it's it's just going to be like the the title of the episode is going to be something like how many ways can you pronounce the word onion or how many languages can you pronounce onion in or <laughs> probably like that, every you know I mean? language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or like you know who who knows the who knows the pronunciation or the Dutch pronunciation of of onion or I don't know. It'll be something. Oh, it's ridiculous. an I. Pardon. It's a what? It's an I. Yes, I said U I. <laughs> like yeah, U I. 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 Google makes it sound like oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> well, yeah, because there's an I, which is an an egg, and an oi. <laughs> what I oi? Yeah, because there's two egg and onion are very oh. close, like very close. Oh, huh. Yeah, it sounds right. Wait, I we mean, just we have a new we have a new title. Egg and onion are very close. <laughs> <laughs> Onion is an onion is U I and an egg is E I. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. U I and U I and E I. Yeah. I'm throw some more and now I'm going to look up all a wartel. Okay. Uh, we gotta, we, we <laughs> bring it, bring it on this. back. Reeling it back in. Reeling it back in. But that's a carrot. <laughs> We're talking about carrots, aren't we? <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, uh, point salad. Um, you know. It was fun. So uh, I, I really don't have much to say about this because there's there's not much going on. It's uh it's got enough variety to keep you interested despite it being like a like a pretty entry level game. Mm-hmm. It's like good for travel, good for teaching kids stuff, playing with families. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of bored after three three games of it, but I mean, it does. I mean, it doesn't. It's I don't think that's the space that it fills, right? It's like it's like a card game that you bust out when you have no idea what you want to play, probably. And, yeah, or traveling. And you just want to haul the deck of cards with you, but it's uh, it it does have enough in there that like you, I was sort of watching what you guys are doing, and you know trying to keep track of what like if Adam has like fucking nine onions, 
I'm obviously not going to go for onion stuff. Yeah. So you do have to keep an eye on each other. Um, you know, turns went really fast. So there's no, there's not a lot of downtime. I think this would be a great like little cabin style game where you're all just sitting around having a beer. Mm-hmm. It's probably pretty good for that. You know, especially if you're, especially if you don't like dice games, you know, this is probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not, there's not much else other than that. Yeah, just making fun of how silly your salad is. It's yeah. kind of good. Always good for a laugh. <laughs> your your endless onion salad. Ah, it's just so many onions. So so much. Uh, what vitamin does does onion have? So much of that vitamins. And another very good question that will probably remain <laughs> oh, it's, in. It's got such a good the... source of vitamin C, B six, potassium, and folate. Fun fact about oh, onions there. is they Uh-oh. can cause uh, anemia in cats. Right. Yeah, they're bad for yeah. dogs too. Oh, dogs, dogs as and well. Cats should not eat onions. Yeah, they should not eat cat. No, that's bad. Onions, onions bad. Are bad for pets. Don't give them to them. Yeah, onions are bad for pets. Just don't. Just don't do it. You heard it here first, guys. Well, <laughs> may- maybe not first, but you heard it here. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, does anyone have any hot takes? Uh, I guess one thing I did really like about it is that while I think it's a really good way to teach sort of the concept of card drafting of having to choose between either you know points for yourself to modify the cards you already have or you know do you want the next point modifier card so it gives you you know an interesting dilemma every round and i also liked how it kind of got around kind of one of the other things about card drafting is sort of hate drafting where you draft cards in order to not to benefit yourself but to uh, stop the next player down the line from getting a hold of it because of certain, you know, cost benefits um, that go on. But that's kind of like depends on how deep you want to look at the game. Uh, but it does have that option. And I liked how because of all the cards falling down, you didn't have to think about that as much. You could just focus on what you were doing and maybe choose a card from that row or that column so that, you know, the Onion King, uh, Tom, doesn't get more modifiers. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> it was just a, it was a neat little thing that I thought was really well done. Yeah, for sure. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that until I think our second game. When I took, I took a point card to stop somebody else from grabbing it over grabbing two vegetables from that same column that I needed. And I looked at what I had done and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't need to grab this. I could have just grabbed those two cards and this card would have just disappeared. Yeah. Like it would have fallen. It would have just flipped yeah, over. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty clever. So there are some like nice little things in this for sure. Yeah, it's just a, it's a nice tight design. I think that it also kind of stops you from almost trying to set yourself up. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't, you really have to make that decision between each you round. Know, you mean, yeah, yeah. Like, do I want this point guard or? do I want the vegetables? Because let me tell you, the chances of that point card being there when it comes back around to your turn are so small because yeah. of the fact that it's it's constantly cycling, right? And so it's I nice. like that. I like that kind of um, piece where it's the, the game is constantly changing. You can't really predict, I guess, what's going to happen. Um, I think I was looking at maybe two... Maybe one or two people ahead of me is when I was kind of paying attention to what was going on to see if I could pre-plan my turn. But beyond that, um, I think you're uh, 
you're you're not going to get very far. <laughs> gotta gotta play by the seat of your pants. Yeah, and I think that this game kind of you know um, plays into that for lack of a better term. Rewards on your toes thinking. Yeah, and I like that. I really like. I I quite enjoyed that kind of that aspect of it. It's definitely a situation where you can like you can plan as as much as you want, but there's a real good chance that all of your planning is gonna be for naught, kind of. <laughs> much like Sun Tzu said. Uh, what what did what did Sun Tzu say? Uh, probably something very enlightening. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm glad you interjected with that, Justin. I always have the best ones. <laughs> did you have anything else, uh, Adam or Debbie? I think okay. I I personally think that the art style is nice. Like it's it's not super cartoony, but yet it's not super um, realistic. Like it, it just it fits a nice balance, in my opinion. Well, I mean, on- onions are pretty hideous in person. Like let's let's be honest. Oh, absolutely. Just, oh, there's no question. Lettuce looks stupid. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> also, you have to find lettuce that looks looks different enough from cabbage. Uh, I mean, uh, I the mean, old they, cabbage. They chose, they chose the romaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a good call for your lettuce. I would. After iceberg, I mean, that's probably the next most notable one. I mean, no one's going to go with whatever. Like, I don't know. What are some of the other ones? Like arugula, some just Green butter leaf, leaf lettuce, yeah. or some oh, frisé, nice or something. Oh, oh frisé. Yeah. That's just bitter. Yeah. Anyway, you were I saying uh, about the game. So the art style, you like <laughs> like it? It's clear. Yeah, no, the art, the art style is really nice. Um, I like again just to echo what was already said. The the concept of you know planning, but not planning. Does that make any sense? Like like plan, 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 plan. But there's a really good chance that um, kind of what you're angling towards is is not going to be there when it comes around to you, which is is pretty cool because um, it makes you. It makes you think like it, it just it just makes you kind of like think on the fly, which I, I think is super cool. Um, yeah, like there's there's just there's so there's so much kind of to like about this from my perspective. Anyways, is, you know, you you kind of it's it's fast. It's easy. It's not you know, it's it's not it's not I don't know. Like it's it's easy to man. I don't even know. I don't even know how I'm trying to like I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to word it. It's just like it's easy to stomach like it's it's not. It's just easy. It's, it's easy to approach. It's not, it's not, you know, overly anything. Like the theme isn't overly, you know, isn't, isn't hard to bear. Um, it, it's, just, it's just fun. Like it's just, it's fun and relaxing and low key. Easy to it's swallow, low in calories. Easy to sw- hey, just like a salad. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. God. You stole the words out of my mouth. I knew I had to get in there before you did. Nice. The thing, the thing that I really kind of like about this, and maybe it's just me, I don't know, but I feel like I enjoy this game because of the fact that you still, you still kind of have to think, right? Yeah. You can't, you could, I mean, 100%, you could play this game and just by the seat of your pants, just kind of, you know, do whatever, but there is it's it's kind of it's easy to digest and kind of thought provoking i guess at the same time like if you're not paying attention and you're not really playing the game to play the game uh you will get walloped in this game mm-hmm. like straight walloped. up walloped uh i mean i had to find a different word no it's it's not it works it works <laughs> so it's kind of I I find that it's just it really is distinctly one of those things where um you you make it what you want it to be really. Um you can bring this game over to a group of um adults and not feel like you're playing 
Cards Against Humanity, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's easy, but thought provoking, and you still kind of need to really pay attention. Um, but you know, like many other kind of um, uh, gathering games, um, it is it is a situation where you um, you can sit and have a drink and kind of you know just take it for what it is while you're with your friends, right? Like, um, and that's I, I that's what I like about this. I like I always feel. I guess bad in a way when you bring a new game over or you bring a game over to some friends that are not, you know, um, your standard, I, you know, hobby board gamers. Yes. Non muggles. Um, when you bring a game over to them and it's like, you're looking at the games that you own and you're like, okay, so it's either I'm going to like throw you in with the (laughs) wolves and, and really hope you like games and we're going to find out really soon and hope we're friends after this. Um, or I have to bring something over that's, uh, like potty humor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just very kind of meh. And so I almost feel bad bringing games like that over to friend's house because I'm like, you walk into that and you're like, I don't actually think you're stupid. (laughs) Like, I swear to God, I don't think you're dumb. Uh, but with that being said, it's, you know, uh, here's a game about dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And well, that's, I mean, essentially that's cards against humanity. Right. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. So that's what I like about this game. I like about this game that there is maybe a little bit of intelligence to it and there it's, I mean, it goes to show we went from points of like the thirties into, you know, sixties to nineties, um, within a couple within yeah. a couple games and kind of allowing people to have that growth factor as well um is kind of nice kind of like that I, I i tend to agree with that because i find there's a lot of games that i own that i really enjoy but i know that the first time somebody sits down with them like they're not gonna have a good time and they're not gonna come out feeling great yeah. about that game uh, whereas with this one, it, it just has that nice level of depth that it's very easy to just throw in a bag and not have to think about it, bringing it over to someone's house. There's nothing like introducing your, your non-gamer friends to, uh, you know, this war of mine. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Who wants to be sad? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just, and it's one of those things that's super unfortunate because it's, um, and I think that that's probably maybe, uh, I think it kind of says a lot to the the mindset of board games. I think a lot of people historically, maybe not anymore. I think it's it's getting better, I think. But uh, historically, board games have kind of always been thought of as being for kids, right? Um, and the idea that there's games for adults and trying to, you know, get your get your friends in on that thought process that, you know, like, I swear, you know, games aren't just it's not just yeah. Monopoly and, and you know, that kind of absurd, you know, not fun <laughs> kind of game. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better term, but one where it's like, yeah, you know, like you do actually have to think a little bit without, you know, sinking you into the depths of the mind palace um, and that it is kind of adult friendly in the sense that you don't feel like you're necessarily playing mousetrap like an overtly kids game (laughs) do you know what i mean like i i feel like as an adult for myself personally like as um you know anybody that's kind of listened to our podcast um knows that i am by far the newest into this world hobby (laughs) 
Uh, I'm, I'm definitely kind of the, the more vanilla of the, of the group. I don't know. I'm going to find like 10 different ways to say the same thing, but what it comes down to is as an adult coming into this hobby, it was very, uh, intimidating, I guess, because it really does like, you really feel like you're coming into, um, into a hobby where, you know, it's kids games and like put on your thinking helmet and, you know, uh, get ready, strap in, or you're going to go kill a bunch of people. Like that's, Mm. and I hate saying that because I can see now from kind of the other side, but in all honesty, coming into this, into this hobby, um, you definitely get a, a vibe. Um, and so games like this, I enjoy in the sense that it's just, it kind of eases off on that a little bit for me in my eyes. Yeah, it doesn't touch any of the extremes. Right. And it still makes it feel like you actually have to think. Solid. Is it, is it a cool vibe that we give off? It's like, no. uh, it's like, you want to, you want to <laughs> hang out with us? Tom. Cause we're so cool. Tom, Tom it's not. What's that, Justin? Sorry. It, 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 <laughs> awkward pause. Awkward it's pause. Not. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? They're not, they don't think we're cool. No. I, have have you know, they ever? It's, it's have they very, ever thought we're cool? I think you're cool, man. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. It's God. very clicky, is how it feels coming in. No, no, I, I get what you mean. I'm just, I'm just fucking around. Obviously, no, I know. Obviously, it's like if you go over to somebody's house and you're, or you see somebody there, and there's six sweaty dudes sitting at a table and they're playing with like little minis that have guns strapped to them, and they've got rulers out, and you're like, I'll see you later. Have fun, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even for me. Like Warhammer people generally scare me because it's like, wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of dedication there. <laughs> it is. Not scares me, but it's like, wow, that's a lot of effort and I cannot be bothered. But think about all that flocking. What what does that mean? No. What is what is what's flocking? Blocking? It's it's when you put like the fake grass on the bases and shit like that, adding texture and blah blah blah. I was thinking flogging. Mm, mm. So flogging yeah. Molly, they were chat. a they were like a, you know, 90s punk band. All right, let's stop <laughs> flogging this and get to reviews. Um, I was on team not giving a shit about this game. And then we started talking about this and like, it is, it's so simple. Like it, it did sort of like lose my interest after about, you know, after game two, I definitely wasn't, wasn't very present for game three. Um, But like, it's so breezy that it's hard to say no to. And because it's so friendly, I might pick this up at some point. Like, I don't own this. My scales usually keep or not keep. Um, if I own this, I probably wouldn't get rid of it because it is quite good. It is, you know, it's it's got enough complexity in there. I think probably what throws me off is that the theme isn't very... I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a theme guy and it's not very, you know, interesting. I don't really like salads. I think salads are boring. Um, and, and as much as I had fun insulting my terrible, uh, onion burrito, um, you know, there's only so much of that that I can make fun of. Um, so it's a, it's a very good little game for what it is. It's fast, simple, right? Um, I just had a hard time like finding the joy in it. Uh, we, we, we definitely got there and I think it would, it would really pop in a situation where you know you you do have six people around and you just want to play something quick and easy and you don't really want to learn a bunch of rules and 
something colorful and fun and like yeah I, I think it does great in that respect um and uh and so i might i might think about picking it up uh at some point because i think it's also very very inexpensive compared to a lot of other a lot of other things i saw it was like maybe 20 bucks on amazon and that's like that's incredibly cheap for a game these days um so for what it is, I think it does a does a great job. I mean, it's easy to recommend because of how of all of its like great little qualities. Um, I, but uh, but yeah, I'm still like I I only came to that as we were talking about how you know its travelability and its you know use for helping the kids learn stuff and playing with your kids, but still being it adult enough that you can sort of enjoy it. So I think I might I might pick it up on those grounds because uh, you know the kids are getting older and like playing games with like bright colors and stuff and I, I think this would be a good one for that so I might actually think about uh, trying to find a copy of it uh, yeah I think this might be more appropriate than suburbia I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever considered this as a game for my children to play with no. me. jace when we were playing suburbia jace crawled up on your lap and he was like i want to play (laughs) and you were like uh i do not believe that this is a game that you really actually want to play but you're wrong (laughs) do you want to put the lake next to the landfill buddy Woo! yeah (laughs) all aboard the fun train yeah no for sure uh debbie uh so i i actually quite enjoy this game um if for no other reason other than kind of the uh that that real simplistic ability to kind of have a drink and not feel like you're playing the whole lowbrow humor card um that's i mean really what kind of gets me i think that there's uh i I like the idea that they've made cards that are kind of different to the point where it really doesn't like, I I, like, I really don't think you can ever have much of the same game. um, Especially if each one of the, uh, each one of the cards is different. Um, That's kind of a selling factor for me. Um, I think no matter what, this will probably stick around for us just because it is um, so accessible and so easy. Uh, kudos to the company, by the way, which is mm, AG. Uh, I think it's pronounced actually egg. really. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kudos to them because the quality of their cards for the price is uh, actually pretty damn good. Um, they're God, if I can remember what it's called, but they have like the the fibers in them, like the. Come on now. Texture. It looks like uh, cheesecloth. It looks like kind of like a high end plain card kind of quality. Like linen finish? Yes. Thank you. Nope. Linen finish. I knew it was something dumb. I I just can remember what dumb thing it was. (laughs) Nonetheless. Mm, mm. Decent quality. Like they are not, they're not lightweight, crappy cards. Um, they are they are decent. Uh, for that price point, which I think is is notable. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's a five out of five. I don't think you can go wrong with having something like this in your collection. Um, I think it's fun as long as you don't play it every day. If you play it every day, you're probably going to get really sick of it. And you probably will not want to be a part of the uh, board game community for long. <laughs> 
because it does get a little it gets a little dry after a while. But I think the one thing that we have to note is that uh, the game probably does go a lot slower in person uh, than it does online because, of course, uh, tabletop does everything for us. So we don't have to shuffle cards and we don't have to do all that. So, um, you know, it probably takes a little longer, a little decent chunk of time while you're having some drinks with some friends. I think it's great. So yeah, five out of five out of five for me. Uh, 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 Justin. Hi. Uh, for me, I, I don't own this, so I can't throw it away um, or keep it, but it's something that I I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it, uh, but it it fits that nice little niche of a simple, accessible game that you can just kind of keep with you or just, you know, if you have some downtime, just grab it off the shelf or bring it on a road trip or something. Not for while you're driving, obviously, but uh, it just has that (laughs) nice, easy accessibility um, that my find my collection lacks. So it's something that I would pick up if I saw it in a store. Um, and I think it's a really great entry level kind of game. Yeah, I think it's marketed as kind of a family friendly game. And that's exactly what it is. It teaches you the basics of the card drafting. As long as you know, simple arithmetic, uh, you're going to do fine. Um, and it, it's got a nice little bit of level of death that it keeps you thinking. Um, but, uh, not enough depth that it kills the conversation at uh, the table. So, um, yeah, um, if you're looking for a nice, simple game, plays uh, two to six players, uh, you really can't go wrong with this. So, uh, yeah, if you see it and uh, it sounds good, just pick it up. I wouldn't worry about it. How about you, Adam? Um, I like it. I am constantly looking for games that are easily accessible that I can maybe show to people who are not necessarily hobby board gamers, but maybe, you know, something to kind of like open the world to people and just say, hey, you know, like there is this next level of board games. Like it's not all Monopoly and Sorry and Scrabble and stuff like that. Um, And I do constantly find myself looking for games that are not Settlers of Catan, that are not, you know, Pandemic and Small World and all the other super tropes that fall into the into the gateway board game um thing like king of tokyo etc 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 like there's there's a bunch of them and i can only play those games so much like like i said i think at this point in my life i am nearing like i i'm in the hundreds upon hundreds of games of settlers of Catan, and well it's a very good game i'm just i'm damn well tired of it and would like to uh play something else um so this one is is excellent in my eyes as it does fit a entry-level hobby board gamer um it it does yeah it, it does work as like a gateway game um it's it's fun it's fast it's it's easy to easy to get into um and you know you play a couple games and that's it and then you can move on to something else but you know for me i don't like you know i i don't mind grinding through a few games of this it it doesn't you know i it's, it's quite fine um i would give this thing for what it is like for what it is honestly i would give this game like an eight and a half out of ten it's it's fun um it's not it's by no means like a a perfect game uh 
but again the like the accessibility factor is very nice where it is very accessible there's a certain level of randomness but it's not it's not like tied to dice and constant rolling and it doesn't like you can kind of there there's a little bit of critical thinking and like some planning that you can do to kind kind of try and shaft your friends a little bit by like oh you know i i know or i can see that you know debbie is is going to become the pepper queen so i'm going to find a way to stop her pepper stalks from rising you know you know what i mean like i'm I'm gonna do everything i can to try and um you know burn her out of peppers or something like that and then even at the end of the game when there's only so many cards left um you know sometimes taking something taking something that's maybe not perfectly advantageous for you but it only leaves carrots for your opponent it only leaves like you know four or five carrot cards sitting out there on the table and it's you know that your opponent has or the person who's going to be pulling next has you know minus two points for every carrot that they have and stuff like that like it's just it's it's fun without being malicious towards each other it's a fun game i highly recommend picking it up especially like for the price point of of in and around twenty dollars on amazon or something like that man is this fun um like the the holidays are coming up a bunch of us all of us uh this is me pointing at each and every one of you all of us are staying at home uh isolated finger pointing um for for this winter season uh stop the spread right like bend that curve back down if you're looking for a game to play even just with your significant other um and like order it order it on amazon get it shipped to your house uh and and play this thing because it is it's it's fun and you'll be able to knock out a little bit of time with it it's it's good it's really good all right. Well, after a series of technical difficulties, I am back and uh, ready to wrap this 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 bad boy up. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you want to help us out, you can do the whole like, subscribe, you know, share with a friend kind of thing. Uh, reviews on whatever five stars are great. Uh, thank you in advance. Uh, if you want to get a hold of anyone on the on the team here, you can email us at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can also find me at Team Rage Tom if you have anything that you want to bring up with me. Uh, Justin. Hey, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Um, you can send me your favorite type of salad and the ingredients so I can try to make it. Uh, and uh, one other thing is uh, currently working uh, with a friend to a uh, do a little Kickstarter for uh, Little Big Sumo. So uh, sort of 3D printer files uh, of uh, sumo wrestlers. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a niche that hasn't been filled. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, it should be starting in December. And uh, yeah, just look it up on Kickstarter, Little Big Sumo. Uh, how about you, Adam? Uh, you can get a hold of me um, at, on all social media at For the Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Um, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win. We're getting ever closer to the end of my school semester. Um where I will then have a few weeks off in between. I think it's something like December 18th to January 11th is the break. I'll be trying to get some extra streams in then. But uh, otherwise, if you're looking for the stream schedule at the moment, it's Thursday and Friday night, Saturday and Sunday morning. Check out twitch.tv slash for the win for all of that stuff. Debbie. Ah, uh, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at MRSWH 
M-A-Y-N. And like Tom said, if you guys want to get a hold of us uh, as a group, just give us a shout um, on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we like to hear what you like, what you don't like. If there's anything you think we should try, um, any constructive criticism goes a long way, as long as it's constructive. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we, we're here not just for us. We're here for you guys, too. So we uh, would like to hear um, if there's anything you think that we should uh, we should be doing differently or potentially better. Uh, yeah. Or anything you want to hear about. Anything you think we should cover. Yes. So, yeah. We love you. Yes. We love you. We love you. Yes. So so much. So much. Every day. Every day I'll be watching you. Yeah. Stay safe out there, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.